You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, I got bad news. I got in trouble with some uh, gangster types, and uh, they they kidnapped me, and I just got got away, but they gave me something called the Beijing Cocktail. It's like a mixture of drugs that states that if I ever stop podcasting, my heart will explode. So I have to keep podcasting. So can we just get a, a mini episode going or something really quick here? Yeah, yeah, that's that's perfect. It's mini episode time. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Well, these things are like, what, like five, ten minutes? So that's about how much longer I have to come up with a plan for my next podcast so I can keep this going, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe just as soon as this one stops, you should start like, ooh, boy, what would be a good follow-up podcast for you? Because it's going to need to be a long one. I have no ideas. This is a, I'll, I'll work on it throughout the episode okay. to try and feed some ideas. For now, we just got to keep podcasting. All right, no, 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 no small talk, no chit chat. It has to be, it has to be podcast material. But isn't or this, this heart. podcast Oof. basically just small talk and <clears throat> chit chat? Oh, my heart hurts, folks. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> well, let's talk about the movie we're gonna do next because oh, that's God. podcast material. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's perfect. I feel better now. So uh, I was going over my list, and it, it seems like there's been a mistake. Uh, according to the data that I've compiled, hold on, let me just compile it some more. Okay, I compiled the data, folks, and uh, it seems that we've never done the sequel to Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage uh, and the guys who did the Crank movies. Is that right? That That is true. We have, huh. we have never done Spirit of Vengeance. Well, it sounds like it's time for us to do... 2011's Ghost Rider colon Spirit of Vengeance. A movie uh, that, if you were to describe it to people without saying it was a sequel to Ghost Rider, if you were like, hey, the two dudes who did Crank 1 and Crank 2 are working with renowned over-actor and insane man, Nicolas Cage, you'd be like, I'm on board. This is going to be an amazing movie. But I feel like that's not going to be the case. I never saw this movie when it came out. Yeah, it's kind of like someone said to you, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna see a movie that's like the four loco of movies?" And uh, someone said yes, and then and then greenlit like ten billion dollars or whatever this fucking thing cost. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Although it feels like it had to be kind of cheap because isn't he like ghostwriter for a very small amount of time? Or did I, I mean, just, it's like, a- imagine that. No, I, I think it's a medium amount of time. It's less than it should be for a Ghost Rider movie. I will say that. Um, and they go they go kind of wild with the special effects in this one. I have a, a hilarious history with this, or more an anecdotal history with this, uh, in that my friend, uh, my, my good friend Tim, a uh, friend of the podcast, um, talked us, a bunch of us into seeing this on, I don't know if it was midnight release or just like the day it came out, because... He was convinced that we were in for some greatness, as you had just said. It's got Nicolas Cage. He's fucking unhinged. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, like it, a man who is known for being unhinged, working with the two directors who are, like, famous for being whack job insane directors. Right, the guys behind Crank and Gamer, uh, Neville Dean and Taylor. Uh, in fact, even, like, some behind-the-scenes footage that you can get from this movie still holds up that they're insane. Like, they, they were shooting stuff themselves, like, behind the camera, holding the camera, shooting stuff, like, hanging out of cars and stuff. Like, they, they are yeah. they are out of control They people. are sort of, uh, like, I mean, this is, like, a really nerdy thing, but they're kind of, like, famous for really pushing digital film because they worked with the company Red that makes most digital film uh, cameras, like, and mm-hmm. uh, they came up with all this stuff they wanted them to be able to do because they were like one of the few early proponents. And the reason they loved him is you, they, you know, you rent a regular film camera. It's like half a million dollars or a million dollars to rent a film camera. So like if you break it, you're fucked. 
those cameras are like you know a hundred thousand dollars so they would just put them inside cars and wreck the car for the film and then get the dad the like the hard drive out of it and they'd have the footage but the camera would be ruined but they didn't give a shit because it was still cheaper than like doing it on film so like they're famous proponents for loving to break digital cameras yeah which does pay off i mean if you've ever seen the crank movies or gamer i mean gamer's not like a particularly great film but it's like really good action scenes and the crank movies are like absurd just i one of the one of my favorite experiences seeing a movie now no i'm saying not one of my favorite movies but one of my favorite experiences seeing a movie was seeing crank in theaters like somewhere in the first week that it came out because i didn't know what i was going to be in for my friends and i couldn't stop laughing at the at the trailer which you know keeps he's talking about you know we've given you a drug that makes your heart pump so fast that you'll die if you're adrenaline you know it, yeah. it's so stupid we couldn't stop laughing at it, so we went to go see it, not really knowing what we were in for. And it's such like a, it's such, it, the the trailers did not do it justice. They they gave you much of a, a, a much more like like by the numbers, paint by numbers action movie. But inside of it, it's got weird sort of <laughs> eccentric cuts and yeah. like video game video game insert animations. Yeah, weird and... sound effects. Uh, the villains are all like absurd. The movie is basically a man running around trying to keep his adrenaline up and I, that's crank the first crank is where he has sex with his girlfriend at the race war, at the racetrack, right? Or is that the second Yeah, one? Amy Smart. Uh uh uh, uh I, there's I think uh, uh Dennis from uh Always Sunny makes a recurring role appearance in both films. Uh there's just like a bunch a I mean, the second of, movie of is amazing for, um, oh man, I can't think of her name. So this, this, you know, I'm really grinding this down to a halt, but, uh, <laughs> what, what is, oh, oh God, oh, my heart pokes by Ling. Oh God. The... By Ling, oh, the, God. the, uh, the Asian woman in the movie pokes. Don't do that. We stopped podcasting for a minute. I'm that sorry. Was... I'll, I'll keep it going. But she, um, <laughs> she didn't like her lines. So she just rewrote all of her lines and came to the set and told them that she wasn't going to say what they wrote. Because she said it was, like, kind of offensive. And then she proceeds to do her character in Crank 2, which is, like, super fucking offensive to Asians. But it's... Yeah. All of that is her. They had no idea what she was going to say, and they just kept running the scenes with her saying random shit. And they thought it was hilarious. I so, mean, I mean I, I, right now I'm just looking up, like, uh, uh, Mark Neveldine and Taylor on, on, uh, on, on uh, IMDb. Filming this movie and filming Crank, and this is this is this is an image of Mark Neville Dean on ro- on rollerblades with a with a camera on a pole as he's filming Jason Statham running, like yes. from, from 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 rollerblades, and then another scene of them filming um, a, a motorcycle chase scene from the movie we're about to see with again him on rollerblades skitching off the back of a motorcycle with a camera. <laughs> I mean. And all of that is nuts and deservedly nuts. Yeah, they, they uh, so, are like crazy and they like, yeah, they just, are, I mean, they're so weird, the stuff they come up with and those the movies they made. So when you hear that they're going to work with Nicolas Cage, you would think this would be amazing. But I, I don't know. I never saw it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, to, to complete my story is that my friend talked me into seeing it. We all, we got a lot of people out and we went to go see it and it was a fucking... It, it was it was just that it was just a wet fart. No one was enjoying a single minute of this sort of like dull, weird movie. But that was that was us being dragged into a film 
under the pretense of high expectations. Um, I wonder what this will be like returning to it, remembering nothing about it with extremely low expectations. I may have the reverse opinion. I don't know. We're going to find out. Um, but Pogues, I do want to share something with you um, mm-hmm. uh, to, ca- to cap off this mini episode, even though that may result in my death. But uh, uh, <laughs> I heard a rumor that I had to dig around on for a while, and I was surprised to discover that the rumor I had heard turned out to be true. Uh, because I found an interview with Nicolas Cage uh, from Empire Magazine around the time that this movie came out in 2011-2012, in which he 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 shares some of the information of how he prepared to take on this role, which is funny because he already played this yes, character we, Ben told me a little bit about this beforehand. He was like, I had to prepare to be in this role, and I was like, the role you were already in for a movie, like a whole movie? He apparently forgot 2008. I guess was a year. Um, yeah, well, it, he, he says, and I'm just going to read this quote exactly because I want you to understand it. Uh, Nicholas Cage told the interviewer, I would paint my face with black and white makeup to look like an Afro-Caribbean icon called Baron Samedi or an Afro-New Orleans icon who was also called Baron Saturday. He is the spirit of death, but he loves children. He's very lustful, so he's a conflict in forces and so i would put black contact lenses in my eyes so that you could see no white and no pupil so i would look more like a skull or like a white a white shark on attack okay two things about this one his to get into character he dressed up as not the character (laughs) Yeah, and in addition to that... How does that help you get into a character? This this next quote's too long, but I'll summarize. Essentially, he says that he wore a bunch of um, old relics. He said he had a a couple of thousand-year-old relics, his words, Egyptian relics, that he obtained through auctions that he stitched to his leather jacket with bits of tourmaline and onyx so that he would gather these energies and shock his imagination into the role and finish it by saying... My favorite thing, I would walk on a set like this, loaded with all these magical trinkets, and I wouldn't say a word to my co-stars. I saw the fear in their eyes. It was like oxygen to a forest fire. I believed I was Ghost Rider. So that's the kind of man that is teaming up with the guys that filmed Jason Statham with a boner from adrenaline running down the street so his heart wouldn't stop. I mean, again, that has to that has to come together to something that it's at least entertaining, right? Right? I you I mean, you would think when you hear it, you're just like, this has got to be, like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, so it's just so upsetting that like, what a waste. It's a real well, bummer. Uh, but I, I should, did see I something should... when I was looking up Neville Dean and Taylor. Did you yes. know they also did? I did not remember this. They did Jonah Hex. Yeah, I, I recall that when we were working on that on, on that on that episode, and it was um it was frustrating. <laughs> it's very it was, sad. Maybe they just had difficult. like two really good movies in them. Uh, it could be. Hmm. Well, are we gonna wrap this up and let you you know shuffle off this mortal coil, or do you have anything yeah. else you want to talk about in this mini well, episode? Well, no, we'll, we'll just have to blend this into our next podcast uh, that we're starting here. Um, so we can go ahead and just kind of get that one spun up. 
Uh, that way I don't die uh, in between podcasts. And then hopefully I can just keep podcasting until either I defeat my enemy and then I'm trying to remember the end of Crank. I think I fall off a building and you then fall die. Off a helicopter and impact concrete. Yeah, but then I'm like, it turns out I'm like, okay. And then they take my heart and give me like a mechanical one. Mm-hmm. I'll get there. I'll figure it out. Now, you um, will recall, though, the only time you should wake up after your fall out of the plane, not after they've harvested several of your other organs, is only when they say they're going to cut your penis off. Yeah, that should be the trigger. I'll remember that thing. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, folks. All right. Uh, well, that does it for our mini episode. So I guess. Tune in next week for when we cover this film and are probably going to open it with something like, Dear God, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'll be I with possibly to. a new co-host. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I, I guess we'll figure it out. It depends if me and Ben's Dukes of Hazard podcast can take off after this. <laughs> I don't know why I picked that of all things. Well, anyway, uh, that's all from us. But uh, now just go ahead and tune in to uh, the latest episode of Duke Boys. Uh... <laughs> we should have we rehearsed something. <laughs> I was trying to remember anything about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I came up dry. <laughs> oh, no, my heart.